Hey, and we're live. I'm gonna apologize in advance because I'm probably screwing something up. This is why I do shows with other people so that <laughs> they can I, that, Yeah, so I don't screw things up. But uh because Sen's gone and Tiffany's gone, uh we are reliant on my lack of technical skills, which I used to actually be pretty techy, but not so much anymore. I guess cardboard has ruined me. But we do have uh, Erica here, and we're going to have a, a nice little chat about the show, talk a little bit about what we learned, talk about uh, uh, things that we would love to contribute as well to the discussion. I know I have a few stories or examples to share on this topic as well. But I got to go first to Erica. I know you have this crazy idea that popped up. You mentioned you had this crazy Christmas game idea that popped in your head this morning. For anyone who doesn't know Erica, she is a spring, a constant spring of amazing ideas for games. I don't know and about so, amazing, but they just keep well, popping out. Yeah, we've made some cool games, I think. So, so they, let's, let's, let's let's hear let's hear this new wacky idea. Okay, so the the I mean, a big part of what we just talked about is Christmas is a really hard theme to turn into a game like how the hell do you do that right well i have a fun analogy i'll tell you later that i came up with and i think that would be the golden like the, the holy grail of christmas games but i don't know how you do it but anyway here's my really wacky one so going along with the idea of how popular legacy games have become mm. imagine legacy christmas okay absolutely and this is what happens you have to play every christmas eve it's the only time you can open that scenario. And there's Love always going to be something that's trying to stop Santa from delivering his presents. Now, here's the rub. If you don't win, okay, you don't win, you have to take a present that you were going to give that year and keep it until you wow. win the next year. And if you don't, it keeps compounding until you finally actually get that's Santa some, to deliver his that's Christmas presents. That's some high-stakes Christmas. Oh my god! But I could just—could you imagine what would happen if you like failed like three years in a row, and then you finally won the fourth year, and you're like, "Oh my god, the presents!" There'll be like children crying though every time there's a loss. And, oh, this is but, an adult game. Okay, well, I was picturing with kids, which I think would be even funnier. But then again, I don't have kids. But the Christmas that they get gifts is the greatest Christmas of their lives. You'd be anticipating this Christmas for years to come. You'd be like, do you remember that Christmas where we lost gifts for four years in a row? And then finally that fifth year, we got all our presents back. The other thing that would be amazing is seeing how out of date and how your tastes have changed. You're like, <laughs> I wanted that toy so bad three years ago, but I have no interest in it now. It's like a Tickle Me Elmo. Everyone's like, what the hell is a Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah, why did you work so hard at getting that stupid doll? <laughs> or whatever the dumb one is this year, Hatchimals or something like that. Yeah, totally. But well, yeah, so, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Oh, so I was just going to jump in. Um, with the design theme in general and the holidays, I d uh, we didn't mention them, but I do want to give a shout out. There are actually two wonderful card games, uh, one called 12 Days and the other called 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, there are some overlaps in design a bit. I think personally uh, just an example of parallel design because I actually know both designers uh, and they're both uh, really great people and designers themselves and um, we've had I think both of them on the show at different times but um, but yeah I wanted to give those games a shout out that they're these nice little clever card games playing around the the song the 12 days of Christmas and uh, so I think that's kind of an interesting way 
and those games seem to keep selling. Like I always see them selling and doing well over the holidays. Um, we mentioned a few other examples on the show, but also there's a lot of different reskins like Christmas Monopoly or there's um, the Nightmare Before Christmas board game or things like that. So there's a few thematic uh, inroads when it comes to Christmas. Uh, I was curious, did, can you think of any other holidays or or themes that seem to have kind of a seasonal or or kind of a narrow connection? Not as much. No, yeah. not, not as much because I guess, as you said, it the only two, at least ones, that games that I'm aware of that are popular, like well-known or at least well-received, as you mentioned, was 12 Days. Um, I'm just trying to think otherwise. It's funny, actually, Disney came out and said, Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Christmas movie. It's a Halloween movie. Right. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. But actually, that brings me to the, the fun analogy, kind of. I was thinking about it. It's almost like... Yep. So Christmas games is almost like the idea of like Rudolph versus like Die Hard. And this is what I mean by this. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is that one thing that you can only watch one time a year. You know when you're going to watch it. You're all going to do it, but it's one time a year. But then think about Die Hard. Die Hard is everybody's go-to action Christmas movie. However, if it's not Hall if, sorry, if it's not Christmas anymore, you're still going to watch it because it's still an action movie. So I yep. guess the, the thing becomes, how do you make almost like a diehard version of yep. a Christmas game. Absolutely. I think I think that's a great analogy. I think I think at the end of the day people have to think of games that can be universally enjoyed but still could incorporate Christmas. There was some great chatter on the YouTube uh, during the the main episode where people were brainstorming and trying to think of ways like what if it was about you know, a toy factory. And so, mm -hmm. sure, that could be like Santa, but that could be a few different ways. Or what if it was like um, a game about delivering all over the world? And sure, that could be Santa, but that could be anyone else as well. You know, things even like that maybe it's almost a background. So it's like Santa, Santa is a character amongst different people. And, you know, there's a, a war going on and, and Santa is one of the one of the you know people that you can use amongst fairy tale creatures or whatever. So, I mean, there was a whole bunch of chatter there. Really interesting stuff. I, I always am uh, a fan of our chats during our shows and seeing that just the community that like brainstorms and comes up with ideas. So, really fun stuff. If you have ideas and you weren't weren't watching live, feel free to tweet us or Facebook us and uh, just continue the conversation. I think it's a uh, a, a nice design restraint and that not a lot of people have accomplished or, or uh, mm. uh, made work. I, I know for myself, a personal example is I actually had a, a prototype um, called Santa Pursuit, and it was a pun off of the marathons that people do where everyone wears like a Santa suit. And, uh, and so my goal was like, I thought, oh, well, this could sell any time, just like Santa Pursuit. Um, and especially like if you see it, if you put the purr as small, it looks like Santa suit. Um, so I was really into this idea of like selling this race game where everyone was in Santa suits, but it was all year round. But again, even that game, every time I pitched it, every person said, well, I would never make a, a Christmas specific game. Ironically, a couple of the companies that said that now have Christmas games, uh, <laughs> like stop reskins. <laughs> Like all of a sudden, uh, they're okay with it, but um, which I, was what I was pitching. I was pitching a micro game in a little, uh, what about a nice little Christmas bag, which I thought might have been cool. And then Love Letter came out, and uh, 
I was gonna Seems say, like that's common now. What about a game where all the holiday characters get kidnapped and Santa just happens to be one of them? Yeah, exactly. There's, I think there's different ways to tackle it for sure. Um, and there's still some opportunity. I wonder too, with something like Christmas specifically, there is some some religious connections for some people that maybe that is a hurdle also because of uh the religious potential connections um you know there's other uh holiday themes that i think are being missed out on so i i think there's mm -hmm. actually some rich opportunities and i realize that uh you're maybe limiting your demographic but the irony is we limit our demographics all the time with themes so for instance yeah. i make i make uh games about sports and i realize um it doesn't limit the time of year but it does limit um sometimes the the type of person that will approach the game so i think there are are uh, scenarios where uh games can't reach everyone but if you can at least have a large enough audience to try to make a game you might even reach new customers and you might actually find new gamers because something like the holidays could be accessible I think to uh, to new to the noobs, and uh, I think the right venue really is, and we said it a couple times, is that stocking stuffer idea. If you can create that small box game that's you know relatively inexpensive, and that someone's going to pull out for the holiday or whenever, I I think that's that's probably the road to go if you're going to do it. Yeah, we also talked a little bit about the advent calendar structure and that idea. That'd be interesting. I, I thought it was really cool, uh, and I've thought about it many times about this idea of a game that kind of revealing itself or or evolving. I joked uh, with IDW back in the day that because I had so many games with them, I wanted to put one component into <laughs> each of my games so that people would like lose their mind, being like, "What's this extra piece?" But then once they got like the Daryl collection, they could play like another game. That's so awesome. It, same thing with the advent, right? Like you could have it that people are slowly like unveiling some cards and some yeah. dice and it's they're gaining a legacy. Yeah, Every day is a new day. Yeah, you still can't play it, or maybe you can play like a mini game version of it as you go. Like maybe like every like seven days or something, there's like new rule evolution. But mm. uh, I saw I think there's potential there. I'm a sucker for this uh frosted uh ex kind of expansions pack uh advent calendar. I know from uh, last year at BGGCon, I brought... Oh, actually, I can see it one sec. I'm going to grab it. This is the most ridiculous size box in the world. <laughs> I think you've told me this story, too. I didn't have the heart to uh, throw it away because it is so much box. But look at this thing. Is this the one you had to disassemble and then like put it yes. back together? Yeah, so this almost was my whole luggage for BGG, which was not going to be acceptable for my clothes. So I, I actually took, I opened the box. This was the most like, this is my most hardcore gamer moment. I, I opened the box and then I like kind of like closed my eyes and pulled things out and baggied it all in separate baggies so that I wouldn't know what I was getting yet. And then I put it all back with like my eyes closed. I'm sure I swapped a few of them. Okay, and anyone then, uh, who's uh, listening and not looking at this, this box is the size of Daryl's torso. Yeah, so it is a, it's a significant box. But thankfully this year they made not only the big box, but they made a travel box where it was just envelopes. And it was a nice little small box. I have it upstairs 
on uh, our Christmas shelf. So uh, I open that up and find new expansions each day. I haven't opened up today, so something to look forward to later. Mm -hmm. That'd be a neat idea, a building game as you keep opening doors. Absolutely. So maybe maybe we'll design it, and who knows, maybe a future Christmas. There we go. People, nice design project. People can get it. So uh, I'm curious, is there anything that uh, stood out to you, people said, any uh, observations or interesting thoughts that uh, stood out to you, Erica? I'm trying to think. I mean, it's interesting that it, in its own way, without really thinking about it, Halloween kind of is the only season you can sell a game. And it's funny because we don't really think of them as Halloween seasons. I guess it's because there is such a horror genre, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, I, you mean, even look at the number of podcasts out there that are just basically about murders. So I think that's just because it, it's such a huge part of it's like it's its own culture. We don't think of it as just being Halloween. So yes, we can pull them out at Halloween, but maybe that connects to the story of why they actually sold more at Thanksgiving. It's funny enough, I think like one of my last games day, all of the games had to do with hauntings. Like I think we did like Mysterium and Betrayal and it was like, they really are all ghosts games or supernatural <laughs> games right but groups like them yep absolutely yeah. it's interesting on bgg uh this is another thing that came up in the chat but there's a few things like love letter is actually associated to valentine's day uh Dick, it's funny dixit is associated to easter which i, I don't really? even understand Why? that connection but there are these different uh connections and there are even a few games like uh um uh, and then we held hands is an interesting one that you know people could argue is a, a Valentine's ish kind of game. Uh, there's um, Fog of Love, I think, is the name of the title. I should ask. Uh, um, I should ask so, when Tiffany was on because actually Tiffany uh, was a play tester for that, and actually the first time I ever saw the game was when I was out in Portland. Uh, she had an advanced copy, but that's an example of a game where it's kind of like working on relationships together and yeah well and it's almost one of those that. things too where it's like just because if it's it's a game about a relationship does that have to be valentine's day but i guess it lends right. itself to that i guess this again yeah. the same way if it's a ghost it lends itself to halloween so exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah so i mean it, it is uh, interesting to see uh what people do i also i i loved lots of the suggestions and ideas uh, the nostalgia of talking about what games come out at at Christmas time and which uh, game suggestions are some really great um, suggestions there. So if you haven't um, bought uh, a gift that you need to get one, watch the show. Even just for that, that's some really useful information. I know mm -hmm. also uh, places like Snakes and Lattes and a few others do gift guide recommendations. Uh, Snakes and Lattes in Toronto actually even has a shop just for Christmas, which is a new thing this year. But um, I know from working with game stores, uh, that December is crucial for the sale, so please support your local game stores. Uh, some of them, I know one store who told me that that uh, they make as much money in December as they do January to November. So people get out there. Yeah. So so they need you. Uh, they need you. <laughs> holding their breath. And I will also give a plug, which it's actually it's funny it never came up uh, during the show, but I know for myself, I actually buy my most games. Uh, in December, but on Boxing Day. So uh, for me, that is like my my big uh, board game purchasing day. Is uh, I use some Christmas money, and uh, it's a, a tradition that me and my 
and uh, my cousin, we often would line up at Meeple Mart or line up at 401 Games on on Boxing Day and wait for the big sales and show up. And a lot of online retailers, I know board, uh, board Game Bliss is closed on Boxing Day, but I think they do an online sale uh, the few days after Christmas. So there's a, there's some really fantastic opportunities in the next few uh, in the next week or two mm-hmm. uh, to support. Uh, the game industry and get some of your favorite games you've been hoping to get. Yeah, or, you know, if it didn't show up under the tree, go get it yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, there's no sh- there's no shame in buying yourself a good game. No. So. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate, Erica, you doing the show with us this week. Uh, I'm not sure how often we'll be able to get Erica just because of the teaching schedule, but I thought you did great, and I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, I want to give a plug uh, to everyone to tune in next week uh, for the last episode of the year. Uh, I will probably not be filming from home because uh, I'll be with family, but I will try to find some internet somewhere. Um, I might be in some Starbucks or something like that <laughs> trying to use some Wi-Fi over the holidays, but uh, looking forward to next week as uh, we... Um, chat with we have uh, odd hack welder actually scheduled to be on the show and uh, still uh, confirming the other guests Sen will be there helpful Tiffany it sounds like but I will be there as well so thanks everyone Uh, keep making great games and we look forward to playing your game soon ciao bye